0: Good evening and welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Uh, My name is Jack Mancini, and I am here with my long-term business partner, Adam Sunhalter. We're business coaches with a company called Maximum Value Partners and we're on WINT radio every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. And tonight, well, actually, what we do, we deal with small companies owners of small companies we teach them how to basically run their company better that's ultimately what it comes down to because it reflects in the bottom line profits usually get better when when a, a client works with us for a long period of time and our clients stay with us for years because they see ready progress anyway what we do is take the the daily the daily events that we we encounter as we coach our clients through their through their uh, time with us and basically that those results of of what we're talking about and what we're coaching on become part of the radio show and that's what we talk about on Wednesday nights so tonight for example do you feel overwhelmed do you do what wait wait a minute not you I'll I'll, I'll come back to my partner my esteemed partner
1: we're gonna we're gonna gonna talk about something else Oh, really? Yeah. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about? about how do you get some good service, Jack?
0: Oh, good service. Good service,
1: right? You want to get some good service. Yeah, I was
0: getting all excited about overwhelmed. That's right. Maybe that's the bad service that they get is basically why they feel overwhelmed. <laughs> but anyway, this is my partner, Adam Sunhalter, and he's going to... Uh, talk about us a little bit more, plus what we're going to talk about. You tonight.
1: got it. That's right. Thanks, Jack. Well, welcome again to the show, everybody. We appreciate our, our loyal following and loyal audience uh, for being part of the show every week. We have a lot of fun. Lots of ways for you to be part of the show. We appreciate you, you sharing your thoughts or ideas. The uh, One way to get a hold of us is you can be live here in the, on the air with us if you call in at 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. You can also tweet at us. We like to tweet here. Uh, we've got a couple of them. We have our company one, which is at MaximumVP. For Jack Mancini, you can get him at, at JackMMVP. And for me, you can get me at, at Adam Sonhalter. Email is also a great way to get a hold of us. Radio at MaximumVP.com is a is way to do that. So lots of ways to be part of the show. And we have lots of topics to talk about, as Jack said. And usually what happens is, instead of going through, you know, again, we, we only have an hour. An hour might sound like a long time, but it's really not. We only have an hour, but we, so we can't really go through every situation during the course of the week. But we find there's usually some themes that, that come up, and uh, one of the things that's come up recently has to do with with service providers and kind of a couple ways of coming at the show mm-hmm. today. We'll we'll talk about it. really really topic here is how do you how do you add value as a professional service provider, and and kind of a takeoff on that mm-hmm. will be well as an owner, how do you know if you're getting good service or not. And what should, you know, what should good service look like? And we have lots of experience with this, not only with, with running our own companies over the years, but also with the hundreds and hundreds of clients that, that we've coached. You know, Jack mentioned that we're business coaches in our day jobs here, and we, we see this a lot. And so we want to kind of tackle this a little bit in today's show and talk about some of the common things that we see, some of the maybe mentality shifts that, that can change to help if you are a service provider. What is a service provider? Well, there's a lot of different areas that, that they tend to fall into, Jack, and I think probably some of the more common ones we see. You've got you know, most owners have a, a CPA or, or an accountant. They've got to pay taxes so that usually they have somebody who's involved in their world who's helping them do that. Uh, most will often have an attorney of some type and kind. Now, and These attor-
0: don't work for
1: the company. Do they work in the company or are they they outside providers? They're outside providers. Okay. Outside providers. And attorneys can come in all different kind of shapes and sizes, and um, for those of you who actually know an attorney, um, you, just because they're an attorney doesn't mean they, they do all kinds of law. But there are a lot of different kinds. Hopefully, they have a, a business attorney, um, insurance agents, or maybe a financial advisor are often part of the professional service team. Bankers would kind of fit into that. Some maybe IT service providers, you know, for for, for information technology stuff, and then some. Some marketing folks, perhaps. So, so there's quite marketing, a few. Marketing, insurance, yeah. There's okay. A lot of folks there, and so this is stuff that it's almost like you don't have a choice. And you know, you know, maybe it's a good way to start out the show here, Jack. You know, we we talk to owners, and one of the, the 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 first questions we'll ask almost any owner of a small company, we'll say, "Hey, you know what? Let's pretend." That's, that's one of our favorite games, Jack. Is let's pretend. So let's pretend. You didn't have to pay any taxes, boy. That's that's try to that's that's sitting a wall in that for a second, Jack. Yeah, imagine a world where you had to pay no taxes. It's pretty tough. That's pretty tough to imagine. But yeah. Imagine the smile. I can't even say that without smiling, Jack. You know, I, I, I get a big smile on my face when I think about that. I
0: think a microchip is embedded in us at birth about uh, paying taxes. That's why it's so hard to imagine not being able to or not not paying taxes. So I understand. What yeah. if? What if we didn't have to pay taxes?
1: All right, so we're, we're up here floating above the ether thinking how great this is not not having to pay taxes. So I'm going to kind of pop that balloon a little bit. So, okay, let's bring it back down a little bit. So you're in that world of, of not paying taxes. Now tell me, what would you talk to your your CPA or, or your accountant? What would you talk to your accountant about, Jack? We, we, we'll ask owners that all the time. Well, so What's if the answer it were, if usually, it
0: we're Well, go
1: on. Oh, go on. no, so what's the, if this were uh, like, like a family feud, you know, one of my favorite games. I haven't watched it in a little while. I started watching it more recently with my grandmother and, and Steve Harvey's on there. He's, he's a great host, by the way. This is, his reactions are fantastic. I like people Steve say, Harvey. People, he's a too. Yeah, well, people will say stuff, and you, you tell his reaction will kind of stop and go. I know there's no way this is the answer, or at least he's probably thinking. I hope this is this is not one of the <laughs> the answers, right? But if we're playing Family Feud here, this would be a very short list because the the top answer is probably the answer we get from '95 out of a hundred owners, maybe even more, which is, I have no idea. That's I don't right. know, or I, I wouldn't need a, a CPA. Because again, I, I, we're in that world, we're in that that, that that blissful world of not having to pay taxes. Well, why is that, Adam? Why don't you have anything to ask that CPA? Well, that's a great question that we talked to about when we talked to CPAs about it. Most of them, not ninety-five percent, but the, the the vast majority, maybe it's only seventy-five percent, are absolutely shocked by that revelation. But
0: well, they don't believe it, of course. That, that you know that they, may be true for the other guys. They provide those.
1: Yeah, that may be true for the other guys, Jack. But that's not not for me and my clients. Mm-hmm. I add tremendous value to my clients. My clients love me. You know, I do all kinds of great things for them. I do all kinds of stuff. And what well, what kind of stuff do you do for them, Jack? And, oh, I do some tax planning. Oh, there's that word tax, right? Tax planning, which nobody really knows what that means anyway. Always, but there's a big disconnect between what often a, a service provider provides and the perceived value of the recipient, in this case being the owner of a small recipient. business.
0: Wait a minute. That's one of those fancy words again.
1: It is. Isn't it? Should I use receiver? Is that a better receiver, word? Receiver, much better. Like the I'm about f- Eagles. I'm thinking about football then, Jack. Well, that's okay. All right, so football. So the, the 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 person providing the service versus the person receiving the service, there's often a disconnect or there could be a a chasm. Is that too big of a word?
0: That's pretty big too. What that's does a, that mean? That's a
1: big gap. So I want to use a big word for big gap, Jack. Big gap, chasm. chasm. Okay, we got it. All right, so there could be there could be a chasm between what's, you know, perceived as far as what the the service, service providers delivering and what the service receiver is receiving so the the example with 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 the with the cpa is just one simple example of that as far as where this can kind of can go wrong okay and so if we come back to reality we start to look at you know, i kind of went through a list here of, of different types of providers so cpas are one so wait
0: of them so so you're saying cpas don't provide services outside of taxes
1: well, I'm saying if you were to poll, again, let come back to Steve Harvey and Family Feud, Jack. Mm-hmm. If you poll 100 business owners and you ask them that question, if you didn't have to pay taxes, what would you talk to your CPA about? Number one answer by far, 95% plus would say, I have no idea or I would have nothing to talk to them about.
0: What do the CPA say about that? They well, think they provide services sure they above and beyond taxes. They they feel that they... Now, we're talking small companies, okay, where people don't generally understand accounting and hate it anyway. They don't... Uh, since they don't understand it, there's a tremendous need to educate small business owners about what a balance sheet is, what a profit and loss statement is, and how they work, and how you can effectively uh, improve the profitability of your company, even understand it, even... Even as a small business owner, knowing if you're profitable or not, a huge a huge
1: what was that word you used? a chasm, Jack a that huge word?
0: chasm, a huge chasm for for uh, CPAs to basically provide a service to cover that gap.
1: so hold on, let me let me let me interrupt yeah, real quick because what you're what you're describing, Jack, is what they could be doing that's correct now some they do they some think, do they think they do that. Well, They explain
0: the profit and loss. They explain the financial statements to the owners in about 10 minutes. And during that time, basically, the owners, since they generally don't understand the, 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 the numbers, they can't frame a question. They don't even know how to frame a question. So the CPA will dutifully, and we're talking small company CPAs. They will dutifully say and in their mind think that they've covered the financials and have educated their clients about the financials. Okay, we so come in as coaches, and we find that to be absolutely false.
1: Okay, so let me let's continue on that for that that, that that string here for a second, Jack. So what this might look like, as far as why you as the service provider or the the, the client might think that you're getting good value. Hey, you know what? My CPA and I meet every quarter, Jack. That's that's good, isn't it? You know, every quarter is a pretty good thing to be able to meet with your CPA. Or maybe, maybe even every month. We're meeting a lot. And they come in and they and they do a version of what you're talking about. They come in, got the financials ready to go. I'm going to talk about the the P and L or the income statement, the balance sheet. Going to show some maybe cash flow stuff. And so we're going to go through. I think you touched on this, Jack. It's going to be the CPA. Kind of presenting those things, right? So, not That's correct. Not educating. I think the other thing you may I don't know if you use that word educating or not, but they aren't educating their clients and how to use these things. And you know, it's it's a common challenge. In fact, Jack, for the first two or three years of of our coaching, we made the same misstep. That they
0: knew what big business, what's really evolved or, or yeah, it's generated from big business with the financial statements and what, what different reporting requirements are all about, organization charts. That was in the early years of our coaching. Well,
1: but, but just just with the financials, though, Jack. Mm-hmm. We would make the same mistake that the CPAs do, where we would help them, and then we'd have them print them off. And we would then do a lot of talking. 90% of us talking, 10% them. You know, So again, it was us talking. And we figured by that, rep- that repetition... That it would somehow magically sink into their brains. You know, we did even doing think it.
0: about it. We just assumed, as CPAs do, that people understand these accounting statements that, that they prepare and that are prepared, generated by things like QuickBooks and the like. And they ask questions, and they won't get—the they. The CPA will be there asking if there are any questions, and they won't get any. So they can assume, rightfully, that— Person across the table from them understands what they're talking about.
1: All right, so then, as we head to break here, we had we had this epiphany, Jack, and you got to stay tuned after the break to find out what the epiphany was. Okay, it's another big word, right? So stay tuned here more about how to prov- how to uh, provide value as a service provider, as an owner, how to understand if you're getting value or not. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sunhalter,
0: and I'm Jack Mancini. Stay with us for more discussion with small business stuff.
1: All right, we're back at it here on uh, Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Welcome back. I'm Adam Sonhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini, getting confused and played, well, wait, getting confused by our our <laughs> high-powered engineer across the glass from me.
1: <laughs> confused.
0: He's throwing hand signals. He's showing you it. the high sign, right? I don't know the high signal or the hand signals. But, That's yes, it. anyway, I'm Jack Mancini. We're You're business <laughs> coaches at Maximum Value Partners coming in, talking about, Business, small business stuff, and we're talking about professional service people who give all these services to small businesses. And we've narrowed in on CPAs for the moment. We'll expand that before the show is over tonight.
1: Let me let me give a public service announcement. We're on the service parts. Let me give a public service announcement. Now, this is true whether you're in a a radio booth or studio or whether you're out in, in the world. If somebody points at you that means they're trying to get your attention or it's something it's it's time for you to kind of go or do your thing or or speak up, right? Is that right? That's usually a good sign, isn't it?
0: I don't know. Versus or or you can stop being and look pointed, around. Being pointed at sounds pretty good to me.
1: <laughs> so, you can stop and turn around. He talk are you talking to me, right? Are you looking at <laughs> me. That's always a good thing to do too. All right. So, when we went to break, we we had a we had an epiphany we were talking about. We were, we were describing as you said Jack about CPAs and a common mistake that CPAs make that we that we made early on in our coaching careers was meeting and and, and we have our clients uh, review financials regularly, you know, pretty much every, every month if not more frequently. And we were doing a lot of this, and I got my my hands clapping like the, doing the chicken dance here. We, we were, you and I were yapping a bunch, and we were, we were amazing them with how how facile we were with the numbers, how we could see everything that's going on and talk it's about true. this and that and this that's ratio right. doing this and this is you know, hey, that's a great looking balance sheet you got there, Jack, and the, 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 they're going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're smiling and nodding. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, nice profit margins. Okay, that's great. And boy, that current ratio looks really, really good. And boy, you got an increase of of seventeen percent over here, and, and they're smiling and nodding, right? Now, after a couple of years of us doing this, we discovered something. And what we discovered something by by taking those those financial statements, and instead of you and I having them, we said, hey, you know what? Jack, we've been talking to you about this for a couple of years now. I think you're I think you're ready. You're ready for prime time. Here you go. Why don't you present those financial statements to us? And we dutifully handed them over to our client and we sat back proudly, arms crossed over, thinking, hey, this is gonna be fantastic, isn't it? And what happened? Do you remember what happened, Jack?
0: I do. It still happens. <laughs> we introduce this sooner in the process, but we get tears from grown men. We get people with very sly, embarrassed smiles that they cannot discuss and present their financial statements. And I would be willing to bet you that we have many, many small business owners out there who uh, fit this description. They don't know. They will ask, well, how profitable were you last year? They don't know. they got to call their CPA. Oh, well, wait a minute. CPA's been instructing you on how to read this stuff. They don't know how to read them. And that's okay. You know, that... There's a big void, a big need to uh, in, increase financial literacy. Oh, that's a big word, too. We've got to watch that. We've got to watch our big words. We don't like fancy words, fancy <laughs> pants words. We, uh, we, we try to keep our, our vocabulary down to a uh, very understandable, perhaps sometimes misunderstood, <laughs> but understandable I was going
1: as a good guide, at least our, our grading of it goes on how many syllables are in the word, right? <laughs> so supercalifragilisticexpialidocious has a lot of syllables in it. Wow. Oh, that's, that's not a fancy-pants <clears throat> word because it brings back good memories that of childhood. That is a fancy-pants word. No, so it brings I back Mary imagine. Poppins. People feel pretty good about it, right? <laughs> so, But usually multi, multi-syllabic words are a problem. So if it gets beyond be three or four syllables, forget about it, All right? Anyway, that's true. That's we got. got to communicate. There's a n- nothing more fun than making up words, Jack. Right? We make up words, and as long as we're communicating, that's all we really care about. That's right. And we have a, we have a client who I think he makes up a lot of words, Jeremy. If you're out there listening, you know, we're talking about you. We'll point we'll point him out. Anybody knows Jeremy? Jeremy has a way of putting things that's so very, uh, very interesting. I think he makes up phrases or not. You know, they, he does, but they're very good. And, and, and it rolls like it sounds like it's a word. Like, I'm sure if if I were to Google it or or, to, yeah, or look it up in some dictionary, I'd probably be there. But we're communicating, which is you know, which is the key. So we made that same mistake, Jack, of, of of presenting to them, and all of a sudden we turn it over to them to to, to present, and we think we're going to have, you know, that, that that proud teacher moment where all of a sudden the student is doing fantastic, and they failed miserably. And it wasn't them who failed miserably; we wanna it out it was us who was failing miserably. Now the good news is, we discovered this pretty early on in our our coaching careers, and what we've done since then, as you said, Jack, we, what we do is from day one, we have our clients. Present their financials to us. And for many of them, that's where these tears come from. For many of them, this is the first time they've been asked to present their financials to anyone. Even if they've been meeting with their CPA dutifully every month, every quarter for the last 10 years. If they've got bank loans, got, this is the first time. That they've been asked to present so their they've numbers. Been, they've
0: been covering it up all this time. They don't know their financials. And so many people out there, the great unwashed understands or feels they understand that business owners are pretty savvy in the sense of financial data and information and know their way around, but they do not. And our, our direct experience with hundreds of clients show differently. They just don't. So. It's a big teaching moment. How in the world, if you're playing any sports event, how in the world do you determine the winner? If you're good, bad, losing, you gotta increase the effort. If you don't know the score, how can you not know the score and be successful? It happens once in a while, but so I remember, I, I like luck, but uh, I don't want to count on it.
1: Well, you know, I recall this was, and this this advice is is directed. The story we're talking about is directed more to CPAs and, and accountants, but it can it can hold true from from for many service providers. But I recall like it was yesterday, Jack, I was sitting at, at lunch at the Cabin Club. For those of you here in Cleveland, it's a West Side and Westlake, it's a great little kind steak of place. It's a fancy place, but it's a good no, one. It's a, it's a cabin.
0: It's a nice <laughs> a place. Cabin. Sounds like Abe Lincoln with, uh, with they got boards great, that don't fit during the wintertime they got great food great service. Check out no, the Cabin it, Club in Westlake. I, I agree but, with you. Yeah.
1: But uh, I, I remember we sitting there like, like it was yesterday, Jack, I was sitting with one of our 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 good CPA friends, he's a seasoned guy. At this point he was probably in his mid to late fifties. And he's there with a the young associate of his and we're having this kind of discussion about it. And he was he was adamant, pounding the table, hey, not my clients, right? I said, I'll tell you what, next time you're having your quarterly meetings with your clients, do one thing different for me. Instead of you talking to them, do exactly what we just talked about, Jack, turn the financials over to them and let them present those things first. And we'll see just how much your clients are getting. Did you bet them? I had dead silence for 30 <laughs> seconds, Jack. He didn't know what to say. He said, Did you know you what? You might be right. Let me try what happened. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll keep asking ahead here. It's cool. okay. No, I said, let me, let me try and see what happens. He never told me what happened. <laughs>
0: I'd never ask him.
1: <laughs> it Sorry. wasn't momentous it was, a, it was a great learning experience for his young associate, though, because you know yeah. it's you mentioned the word fancy words or fancy pants we talk about you know part of what happens is is we don't wear fancy pants we wear blue jeans most of the time because we're, we're we're down to earth regular guys the, the the CPAs feel that need to wear a suit and tie quite often more getting into where they where they sort of become business casual but some just they can't break from that tie and that creates a that creates a separation of of uh, the owner from them it does since most
0: yeah most owners don't wear a suit and tie and and uh, to the degree dresses is uh, a factor in forming relationships or feeling good about relationships.
1: It's a factor. It's a big one. Yes, it is. And so this is a great piece of advice from, from, from Jack to say, okay, if you're a CPA and you're struggling for things to do to add value to your, to, to, to your clients, help educate them. And believe us when we tell you, folks, we've been doing this for 15 years plus as far as coaching small owners of small companies. It takes time. As much as you'd like to be able to kind of get it into their heads, yeah, you know, put yourself back in in school when you were studying accounting and then your first several years out of school, you know, it took me, you know, it took me hundreds of hours or thousands of hours on Wall Street pulling together models and numbers <coughs> and Excel spreadsheets to, to mess stuff around to figure out where the light bulb starts to go off. Now, Jack, we've talked about with you. You said you're you're eight or ten years into doing this stuff and auditing everything else before you started to, to, to again the, the light bulb starts to go off. It takes it takes time, and so it takes time for the owners of small companies too for them to get it and see the value and power in this but it's it's amazing that's where we have our proud moments then we see we see those owners come back and they're they're feeling their chests come popping out that they feel good about it. They're, they're having a lot of fun because they've had these questions for years years and they've been just too complicated well it they've been embarrassed about it not sure yeah, not even sure what to ask right i'm there just going i'm smiling not hoping you don't ask me anything any questions, or like we're doing, give them giving them the the, the sheets to, to actually go and present them to us. That's what they're they're afraid of. So here I have
0: this uh, deep, rich, long exercise and experience in in accounting. So my grandson, who's in his second year of college, he's he's taking an accounting course, and he basically uh, he says he's taking it online for the summer. And it's quite advanced. I, I was very impressed with it, only because I ended up getting a D on the on the report. I took it. <laughs> I took it on the side. You hey, And, pass. and I, I did pass, you know. So here I'm reading all these questions, like, hey, this is, you know, I see this every day, you know. And, and uh, so I answered them accordingly. And I ended up getting a D. And they, they showed you how to get the right answer afterwards, what the right answer is. I'll be damned, you know. It just... There you it's, go. It's so complicated. So, here all this experience and, and longevity uh, will trap the best of us.
1: That's good. People will be busting your, your butt about this now, Jack. You're here 50 plus years with, with business experience and you're getting a D on your accounting exam. All right. So, <laughs> we got some more good stories to share with you when we come back, but we'll get into other service providers as well. But you know, we this, sure is do. A, this is a, a very fertile topic for us to kind of get into. So, stay tuned for some more of that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, an aspiring accountant. All right, all right. We're back at it here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business for the second half of the show, and we're talking a lot of fun stuff today. But I'm I'm your co-host, Adam Sonhalter. And I am Jack Mancini, and I'm taking a uh, second-year college
0: accounting course. (laughs) <laughs> no, not the course, the test. And I got a D in it, so I'll feel good about that. It's passed. it's it, a bit it, an
1: F. Be, be, that's right. Be positive. You know, I agree. You get past it. All right. I agree. So our, our topic today, we've been talking about how to add value as a service provider. So if you're a service provider, that this show is for you. But also if you're an owner, and we, we went through early on in terms of the different kinds of service providers you're likely utilizing as part of your company, how do you know you're getting value, and how do you maybe get more value from it? And we spent the first half going through a couple of simple examples for a CPA, and I want to switch gears here a little bit we talk about attorneys because attorney are, that's another common area where folks often have have uh, a service provider people giving them advice and I got two words for you Jack two words two words all right ready fire Al Fowerbaugh
0: oh my god Al Fowerbaugh the now deceased unfortunately Al Fowerbaugh he was a private practice attorney and he uh, inherited the practice from his father and he was, in my estimation, the perfect man for me, for sure. Didn't have a; he had a staff of one. His secretary was just as good as any, any high-powered executive you'd, you'd like to have in your organization. And he basically helped me after I left the corporate world. He helped me assimilate. Oh, that's a big word too. <laughs> sort of get used to get used to the the, the small business world, if you will you know getting a small company consulting and dealing with small businesses up to a point before I met Al I was always with a big corporation a a vice president all the senior fancy pants kinda things that come with that and uh, when I when I went into the to the business of small businesses I asked Al to do one thing for me keep me out of jail Make sure I don't wander too far off the reservation, if you will.
1: Well, hold on. So, Al, I don't think you've said this. Al, for our audience, Al is a, was a small practice attorney. Is that how you refer to him? <laughs> Correct.
0: Okay. I, uh, yeah. I so
1: so when you, when you say that, small practice attorney means he had a he had a lot of knowledge and, and, and expertise in a lot of different fields. Is that a way to kind of think about him?
0: Yeah, kind of okay. a
1: generalist. He
0: had a few bigger client, big clients, but... Uh, he was a laid-back guy and would provide just great service, uh, you know, and he, because he was so laid-back, he didn't take things real serious. He took the law part of it serious, but he was just fun to work with. And we got into a lot of things in which he would counsel me, look, do you want to write new Supreme Court law or do you want to kind of <laughs> settle this thing? And he had just a great balance, and he would give of his time without always looking at a fee for for the service. I mean, he, you know, he, he got paid well, but he wasn't excessive. I never felt anything. I always felt value with Al, always, never, never any other way. I trying, really
1: liked the man. I'm, I'm trying to picture his face, Jack, when you walked in there and said, okay, I, I got one charge for you. Keep me out of prison. He didn't blush or, you know, miss a
0: beat. He just... <laughs> He was signing checks or doing something. He just continued on. Right. <laughs> That's the kind of guy he was. He said, okay, no okay. big deal. Right. Things aren't big deals with him, and Billings were one. Of, he, he was never, to me, annoying, ever. Just a good guy. We always could work things out, and we always had good discussions and perspective. And I never felt anything other than great value. Versus, go on, Adam.
1: Well, we, well we, 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 I wanted to bring it up as it, it, a great example in your own experience, Jack, of uh, what a good service provider looks like. In fact, probably a great service provider. We've been on the, we've been on the hunt for the next Al Faraba, and that, and we we use Al, and again, he's a he's a small practice attorney, but there there should be Al Farabas in all in all walks of life, whether it be a small business attorney, as a CPA, as a banker, as a insurance agent, a financial planner, IT services, a marketing person. Again, there should be Al Farabas, and. And, and folks, you, know, you touched on a couple of, of key items there, Jack. You know, the, the value. You always felt value was delivered, and there wasn't some of the small stuff. And one of the one of the biggest challenges we see with service providers, especially you know, the professional service providers, is what we refer to as the hourly billing mentality. Mm. And it's not too far removed from another thing we aren't fond of, which is that union kind of eight to five hourly mentality, right? And that somehow got kind of pushed over into into professional services, where folks haven't been able to get their get get themselves out of it. And I'm not saying that there maybe aren't certain cases where make where it, it, it makes sense to bill hourly, but it certainly should not be an across-the-board kind of thing.
0: Oh, that's a that's a big deterrent to what would be a otherwise perhaps a good relationship. You know, if I'm worried about getting nailed. Uh, for a 15 minute discussion with my attorney, I'm going to be hesitant to A, not not talk to him as much, and and B, not not want to talk to him because I'm going to be charged uh, a fee. So, how do I get warm and fuzzy with somebody like that? Warm and, and fuzzy? I'd like it to it. have a little bit of warm and fuzzy, not a lot of <laughs> warm and fuzzy.
1: This is the kindler, gentler Jack, but not mm-hmm. the one that walked into Faurabaugh's office and said, Keep me out of prison. Well, I want, because you, know, you certainly don't want any warm, if you don't get any <laughs> Warm and fuzzies so and you know what that in prison? Didn't give me an either. <laughs> you know what those in prison though either. That's all right. Well, that's, that's true. A, that's a, that's that's out for another show. But so so yeah, so let's you know, let's talk about that for a second cuz again, this is uh, you're mentioning, you know, as you came out of your corporate world jack, you had a certain view of things and unfortunately there's too many service providers and attorneys or, or some of them where they, they, there's a big disconnect. And so, you know, you, you paint the picture, Jack, so hey, it could be a, f- a 15-minute phone call. And so we know that the hourly billing rates for for attorneys you will typically range anywhere from it's 150 an hour on the low end to $1,000 an hour on the high end. Mm-hmm. And with the, I'm going to use another big word here, pr- proliferation. Oh, boy. Uh, You've got to explain that one. There's, uh, well, no, let me, let me keep talking. A so the pr- proliferation <laughs> of things like legal Zoom. So there there are a lot of legal sites that are out there. There's a lot of them. Proliferation means that they're, they're, they're all over the place, Jack. And you can get on legal Zoom or, or similar type, type sites and get, a document, a contract, you know, whatever it might be, for fifteen, twenty-five, fifty bucks, right? And and so, when it comes to like, you know, I can spend my 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 money with that, which is a pretty good document. It covers most of the stuff, and chances are I probably won't have to actually enforce this document anyway. Um, you know, for twenty-five bucks, versus maybe getting a bill for a couple hundred bucks for a half an hour discussion with somebody, right? Most owners. We're not going to pick up that phone and place the phone call, and we hear it from both sides. We hear it from the owners talking that way, but we also hear it from attorneys saying, "Hey, you know, I wish my client would have called me, you know, because you know she wound up calling me, and now wound up costing her ten thousand dollars. Where a phone call to me six months ago would have cost her three hundred dollars and would have saved her ten thousand dollars." Yeah, right? they don't
0: get it. Much, much like the CPAs that we were talking about, think their clients can can understand the financial statements after a fifteen-minute uh, presentation to them. Uh, We see lawyers with these small business owners often running up the same kind of of tree. They basically do not understand that they are affecting the relationship with their client negatively.
1: So here's what what that might look like. Again, we're talking about the the idea of the the hourly billing mentality. So we had a client who received an email from his attorney now, the email, mind you, the email was something. It had to relate to, it was like an ongoing thing. It was kind of going on. It was closing things down. It was something that our client already knew. But the the the, the attorney sent this email. And as part of the next bill, it detailed out $45 for said email. <laughs> so let me repeat that. Our client got a bill for $45 for an email that was sent to him from his attorney for information that our client already knew about. How much value do you think was there, Jack? Well, we know, we know, not much. No, no value, in fact, it was negative. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you look at our, come back to the balance sheet, there's was, there was negative equity there, Jack. There, hey, it's like the, it's how negative how that, net worth.
0: <laughs> look how that cl- client remembered that, and look how they remembered it. You know, it, it's all negative. Everything worked against them, and ultimately he got a credit for that because it was outrageous, and he told the attorney that's outrageous. It wasn't uh, strictly in that case. It wasn't the money that was involved. It was the principal and the high, high annoyance factor.
1: Now let me give a let me give an another example where this this was not with an attorney. This is actually with the with the CPA, and this is with uh, a CPA who was helping uh, a client of his who was looking to sell his business. So this is where the again this is the, the, under the banner of purging the hourly mentality. So. Uh, we had a, a client of ours who was going in to look at this company and the owner of the potential seller you know the, so the he had had a little PowerPoint pulled together with some numbers to present to our client and he had a CPA in the room and over the course of an hour hour and a half the CPA said five or ten words you know didn't really say much at all and our, our client was kind of surprised with that you know here, here in the room and figured you know that maybe the CPA would have some more input what was kind of going on. And he asked the CPA. He said, "You know, you seem kind of quiet, right?" And here, the, the quote from the from the CPA was that he was very sensitive to keeping down the cost for his client, keeping down the cost for his client. So again, here here he is in the hourly mentality of looking mm-hmm. to keep down the cost for his client. So I'm I'm, I'm going to charge him per word. Well, is that what he's going to do? I, I think he wanted to make sure that, well, if I'm busy talking to you, Jack, then chances are I'll probably be talking for fifteen minutes or half an hour, and I got to charge of my client the extra fifteen minutes or half an hour worth of my time. So if I just kind of stay quiet and you know, it, it just <laughs> it, here picture you as the owner. No, you've, all... you've spent twenty, thirty, forty years of your life building your business, and your key advisor on the, the potential sale of your business, Jack, is focused on saving you. A few hundred dollars, or whatever it might be, versus delivering value to you, giving you good guidance, good advice. Not having that meter kind of going, that that, that clock And the awareness going. of it—that's the—that's the big thing.
0: That, that what what's driving. I'm not even hearing most of the conversation because I'm. I, what's dominating my thinking is the fee. How silly is that? <laughs> well, but
1: it's done all the time. So, so let's talk, I, 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 this is something we talk to, 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 to folks about a lot. So you know, for, for an attorney out there, if you're an attorney who's got 20-plus years of experience, so picture me being an owner going to talk to an attorney, I have to get something solved. And if what you're focused on is hourly billing, well, chances are 20-plus years of experience as an attorney, you're going to be 300 $400 an hour you know, in billing. If I go to some junior attorney who just got out of school, Couple years out of school, who's maybe billing 100, 120 bucks an hour? Well, if I'm, if you're having me focus on the hourly hourly stuff, well, why wouldn't I choose a junior attorney versus you? In my mind, you probably have access to the same kind of stuff. Come back to the whole legal Zoom type thing, Jack. Right? Where there's a bunch of boilerplate stuff that's there, and it's a matter of just kind of getting you to tap into it. But if you're going to focus me on hourly stuff versus versus value, because I tell you what, I'd rather really have a 10-minute conversation with that, with that 20-plus year attorney. Versus a three hour conversation with that two year attorney or two, or two month attorney, right? Mm-hmm. Because while that may, you know, even if that that, that 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 young attorney, you know, if she's a valedictorian in her class as smart as, you know, smart, as smart gets, the life experience and deal experience and, and, and real world experience is not there compared to that 20 year attorney who's maybe she's had, you know, maybe she was at the bottom of her class, but you know what? She's got all kinds of great experience that. In 10 minutes, can deliver tremendous value, cut through all the rigmarole and and BS, and say, here's what you got to do, and it's it's seasoned with all kinds of great experience and great guidance and great advice, and so. But hey, is that only worth, you know, one sixth of her hourly billing? Of course Good not. question. Of course not, right? Mm-hmm. How can that be? So to help purge the mind of that, that's what we're trying to do. And again, start with something, I, 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 you know. Many firms have started to try to do that, you know, and it's it's something that we, you we try encourage. try to get
0: fixed fixed, fixed billing, yeah. and if if circumstances go crazy in the case, and all of a sudden undue time, totally unanticipated, happens, then you have a hybrid of of fixed and and uh, variable or hourly. I mean that that's that's the, the to us anyway the best way to do it. So I'll know, like all of us, we like to know what the heck we're paying for, and if it's fixed, it it okay. I can make that decision and know that that's the way it's going to be. That's how people feel good about a professional service provider, and there's there's so many opportunities for we're talking lawyers right now to basically do that, to fix price their their billings, and keep it that way. They're going to make enough money. They'll they'll continue to find ways and. If they get strong relationships, that's going to just take care of it all by itself.
1: That's good. All right. So we're up against our last break here. We'll have to hit, hit the break. But stay tuned. We've got a lot more stories. We only have one more segment to kind of go through. We'll get to some other providers as well, Jack. But uh, a lot of good stories and things that you wouldn't believe and they have to be true because we aren't smart enough to make these things up. That's okay. so, right. So stay tuned. Here's some more of that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini.
0: And we're talking about professional services and are you getting value for them?
1: All right, here we are. We're back We're back and at it. Jack's still trying to figure out the, uh, the the countdown, but that's right. We're back here live with you with Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We're glad to be free to be part of the show. I'm your co-host, Adam Sonhalter.
0: Hello, Adam. I'm Jack Mancini, and we're talking about small business stuff, one to 25 employees. That's our target line.
1: That's right. And tonight's focus has been on service providers, and we're talking to both the service providers themselves, as well as the the, the owners who, who utilize these services, I try, try to get some guidance in terms of why there's often a, a chasm, that big disconnect between the two, and how to really focus on value. We spent a lot of time in the last segment talking about kind of purging the hourly mentality, which is pervasive. Another big word, Jack. Wow. Pervasive boy, amongst professional service providers about focusing on the on the hourly billing, and that and that really impedes oh their God. ability <laughs> to focus on value, right? <laughs> You mentioned Al Fauerbaugh. If You go back to listen to our last segment. You'll hear a story from Jack about Al Faraboff, what what he was all about. But you know, as you said, Jack, you you, you always felt value whenever you engaged with Al. You never felt some of the nitpicking. I'm gonna I, I guess if Al had sent you a bill, well, it wouldn't have been for 45 bucks for an email. It Would have probably been 45 bucks for a handwritten letter or, or typed up letter or something like that. If he would sent you a bill like that, you wouldn't be we, we we wouldn't be talking about Al so lovingly today. That's right. You know, he he understood that whole idea of be able mm-hmm. to. And I think what he had, and this is you know a couple of keys we talked about in terms of the hourly billing to get to get rid of that, to to really focus on what's best for the client, and, and something that, that that comes to the heart from what what we're all about, Jack, which is a true desire to help, that's a true right. desire to help somebody. That's right. And it's
0: you I can't can put make, a time limit on that. You can make a lot of money by doing that, so that's not the issue. That's why it shouldn't be leading. And in, in many good service providers, it doesn't lead. In other words, the money is not the the main the main first question. Out how am I going to make money on this guy, or I can't make money on this guy? <laughs> you can provide <laughs> no, some. Wait, services. Well, no,
1: that's a, that's a direct quote, Jack. Hold on, don't run by I that. No, no, that. I know, no, That's a direct know, quote from from uh, from an attorney, right? Fancy one too. I don't know how you do how you guys make money on those guys. That's right. Or on those people. Some version, it's like. Well, we said, well, you're asking the wrong the wrong question. We know why you aren't making money on them. No, not... we, you know,
0: we, we do make money on them. <laughs>
1: I mean, and, and we deliver value to them. We help them. Just like, yeah, he made
0: money. He made money on me. It wasn't excessive. I certainly didn't feel it was excessive. He would explain stuff like if uh, we needed some kind of letter or a little contract, the chances are he probably had it in his system, and his database, and he printed it out. You know, it's the same. Just change the names and a couple of he words. Had a, he and had a database,
1: or he had <laughs> a file cabinet.
0: Well, fi- <laughs> 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 no database there. That's that's for all sure. right. That's no, a no. He, he was coming with. in with. He was coming in with. Uh, his secretary was coming in with new. Uh, New hardware, you know. No, the hard the hard drive r- the to, hard drive uh, Al had was in between his ears, processors. Jack. Right? Oh yeah,
1: between, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That, and and it was in his chest in terms of his heart in terms of what he wanted to do. And I think that's what that that's what resonates. And so let, let me touch on what you said about about be able to make money. How does that happen? So and this is this touches on what we were we've been doing for fifteen plus years here, Jack. We've met and engaged with and been part of different uh, business coaching associations and that we've come across a lot of business coaches. And they're amazed that Jack and I do all of our coaching together. And they can't figure out how, how we do it, and we can't figure out how they don't, how they don't do it that way. <laughs> but you know, what, one of the things that we started to, to look at, here's what happens when you deliver value. Here's how, here's how you, quote, unquote, make more money or make money on people. Well, first of all, the longevity of the relationship is, is increased tremendously. Remember we were, we were talking to some of our retreats with some of these coaches whose average tenure with clients tended to be less than a year. And our average tenure for clients is between four and five years right now. Our longest-term client's going over 11 years now. And that happens because we're there. We get all we, kinds we, of phone calls. So those phone calls that we talked about earlier in the show, Jack, that the, that the CPAs and and, and 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 attorneys, whoever else is not getting because the, 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 the owner is afraid. and They can hear that big cash register in the back kind of you know ringing as as things are going or they're, they're trying to talk fast to make sure that they they get with under that 10 minute billing window before they have to turn the, 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 the clock on right it's focused on the wrong things versus they're calling us to talk about stuff and it, and we're working with them to try to get to a solution not trying to make sure i get the billing done I'm trying to make sure that hey, how can i help you you're calling me you're reaching out to me jack because you, you have a question let me help you
0: and up front <clears throat> up front we we provide a fixed fee and that's how it goes with the proviso we say it up front if you know the uh, inquiries and the calls become excessive uh we'll, we'll sit down and talk about how to adjust but we've never had to do that and we get a lot of calls and we've never had to adjust anybody for excessive
1: calls i forgot to tell you jack i had a client <laughs> it was last who week no i had a client a client last week times. i had a client last <laughs> week i said I bet you I bet you're wishing you wishing you you raise your rates a little bit more don't you I started laughing I said no I said, this is <laughs> you're going through a tough situation the fact that you've you've called me three times in the last 2 hours is okay it's okay because again things have changed because well, well, here's yeah, here's where you like the, the reality of the situation is when we have a coaching session often it's taking that, that that next step right and so with our best clients what happens is we talk about it and then 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 they go and execute right and then things happen, okay. And then they come back. It's like it's like coming back into the huddle during a football. Okay, what, what's the plan next, right? So to regroup for another five minutes and go back and go back again. Okay, th- that's a great way to help help them through some very tough situations where we know we know when when we don't get those phone calls, Jack. What happens?
0: Oh, there's always problems. Yeah, we we just you know things tend to go negative, and what could have been a very efficient process and a feel good
1: situation goes astray. So yeah, it's a, in a five-minute, ten-minute conversation because as they're explaining and the presenting and the, 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 the situation where things are, the experience and this is one of the things that that, 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 that you and I talk about a lot, Jack. I mean, the, the experience that that you and I have is really second to none in terms of folks who are helping small small owners. So there's rarely a situation that somebody comes into that we, we haven't have been through experience. dozens yep. or hundreds of times before. <laughs> And so we're able to quickly assess the situation. It's very similar to that I was describing earlier about that 20-plus-year attorney. As you're talking to that 20-plus-year attorney, they've been through stuff. They just haven't read about it or had case studies about it or heard somebody tell a story about it. They've lived through it. So they can see very quickly, here are what the options are going to be, and here's the best option to start with, and here's why. And the best option isn't always the same, depending on the situation, depending on who your, who your client is. Part of what we got to do is we got to know who our, who our clients are and what's kind of going on. So you
0: know, we don't set when we we set our rates, we don't set them with uh, <clears> the <throat> with with uh, a big value on our hourly rate. In other words, we don't we don't sit down and say, "Hey, look, this guy keeps calling me. Uh, I'm going to start charging him this." We don't do that. I mean, we'll we'll know when there's excessive, and like I said, hundreds of clients, it's never been excessive in terms of calling. So we don't have to change our rates. If I think I'm so good, you know, with my rate and every time I talk to you, I got to get 500 bucks or 300 but what a bunch of nonsense that is it's total nonsense
1: so here are a couple other Let me ways say you... it
0: again total nonsense one Go more on. i'm done no, no nope. good. Two good two times two times two okay. times enough
1: i'm looking for my combo <laughs> all right so uh, other ways you start to make more money is you have more referrals typically because people are willing to introduce you because they're, they're talking about you because you're helping them in real world situations that come up and it's 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 constant where you're helping them out. So if you're if you're there, you're available, you focus on delivering value. They want you to help more people like them. And you get don't underestimate this, you have fewer unsatisfied customers. It's a good one, yeah. Okay.
0: And if you it, like somebody, you're you're gonna try to make sure there's a win win situation here. It's important. It's important to like who you're working with. I mean it and so often it is not the case, but sometimes that's necessary, but it's not really an often situation.
1: Well, you you know, it goes people, there's different stats that are out there, but it's a ratio of maybe 10 to 1 in terms of people who have a bad experience versus a good experience. In terms of, for for every bad experience they have, if they talk to 10 people, for the good experience, they'll talk to one person. So if you have a lot of unhappy or unsatisfied or upset customers or former customers, they're talking a lot about you, and it's not good. They aren't saying good things about you. Who keeps track of that kind of... uh Information, some some
0: desperate HR person somewhere. You
1: know, with big data, Jack, there's, uh, they're data all over the place. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. If I got. Drones overhead, yeah, kind of that, keeping that, track of this. That
0: little analyst, uh, or an- that's a marketer.
1: That's a marketer doing that, Jack. That's a marketing thing. one of thing. those, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's the, 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 there's lots of ways. And these are that's these are right. some these are some of the results. That makes it right. <laughs> Hold on. So these are some of the. I'm trying to summarize. Here. I, I know we have, we have a few minutes left in the show, but would, you know this is some of the, the results you get as a service provider, if you're delivering the value, if you're purging yourself of that hourly mentality, or if you're focusing on what's best for the client, if you have a true desire. To help, you're going to do these kind of things. You're not going. To, what you aren't going to do is you aren't going to brag. Like I had, a, mm-hmm. I had a, a CPA bragging to me how how they only bill in fifteen minute increments, right? He's bragging about it because they didn't do it in six minute or ten minute or twelve minute increments. They do just hey fifteen, like that's a like like, like that's something to hang your hat on, right? Or here's what you don't do too. I a, a dear a dear friend who's a CPA and was talking to me. You know, we we're having beers one night talking about charging for quarterly meetings. They have quarterly meetings, Jack, and the idea of the quarterly meetings is to try to drum up more business and find ways that they can add value, and they're charging them. Hey, Jack, let me come see if I can't figure out how to help you more, but let me charge you for that, right? That's what I want to do. That's right. Does that make a lot of sense?
0: Yep. Yeah, it sure does.
1: So versus just giving the time away, I think to your point, Jack, we know. I don't need to put together some complicated spreadsheet or billing software Mm -hmm. to know if somebody's taking too much of my time. If they're taking too much from me, if I'm not adding value, you have to have a certain sense. We're talking about professional services here. It's kind of a personal service. It's a personal relationship. You kind of know. Yeah, if what you're it should driving like, you know, from point work.
0: A to point B, it, pick up those calls. You you control those calls. They aren't they
1: aren't interference. They're they're building relationships, and it's important to do that. So you can do a lot of great things. And, and, again, if you're if you're a service provider, we gave you some good, good good examples and good advice today as far as what things you can start to do to be able to to, to, to deliver great value to your, to your clients. And if you're an owner and you feel like you aren't getting great service, trust us when we tell you there are lots of Al Farabaugh's out there. you got to keep looking for them. Don't settle for less than Al Farabaugh. Atta boy, Adam. That's correct, though. All right. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Wednesday, 7 p.m., if you have any questions in between, shoot us an email, radio at MaximumVP.com, or, hey, give us a call, 877-849-0670. If you miss any of today's show or any of the past shows, you can go on to into their archive section, or you can go to iTunes and subscribe there. If you do, leave a, leave a review. The podcast would be great. Hey, you know what? You can learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM and online, wintradio.com.